Hello, this is Hers to Tell, Season 2, Episode 2, and this is your host, Christine Anger. Hers to Tell is a podcast that is for anyone who might be struggling with anxiety, maybe insecurity, or just someone who needs a boost of confidence and clarity. At Hers to Tell, we will interview and bring together women who are willing to share their stories of struggles and overcoming adversity, which will lend advice to anyone who might be struggling with the same thing. So season one, we had some great women and we had a range of different topics. That was our introductory season. And for season two, we are taking a different approach and we are having some very focused topics. Number one on positivity and number two on drive. Positivity because in all these times of uncertainty and all kind of the negative media that's out there. It's just so good to have something to go back to that keeps us going and keeps us happy. And then drive because, you know, drive is really that internal motivation that we get. And sometimes in these times, like I was saying of uncertainty, it can be really hard for us to to focus and to really look to the future and to motivate ourselves. So the topic for today is going to be Drive, featuring Pia Beck with Curate Wellco. So Pia and I actually became connected through social media, and this is kind of a funny story, actually. So one of our mutual Facebook friends, Kelly, she was um, on her Instagram and shared some of Pia's posts about her company. And I just kept looking at these posts and was so amazed by the content and so impressed so I started following Pia and I was laying in bed and it was seven o'clock in the morning and Pia had just posted in January about this goal setting session and, you know, defining your goals and, or trying to find more clarity on your goals and how do you kind of stick with them? And I was like, oh, that sounds like something that I should need. So I signed up for it and I think I showed up in like my PJs or something similar to my PJs and it was just the most wonderful wonderful experience and so well led and I met so many amazing women so Pia thank you for being a part of this podcast thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to be here yay it's great to have you well tell me a little bit about what you do and why you do it yeah so I am a business coach for emerging and established entrepreneurs and I operate in the space of really combining purpose and process. So my zone of genius is in connecting the big picture vision to the nitty gritty details for the purpose of helping people start and scale streamlined savvy businesses and also be able to make a really aligned and authentic impact. So like I said, my zone of genius is like organization, implementation, execution. And so I work in almost a funnel where we take this big picture vision and then we build in strategy systems and steps to connect it down to the action that's necessary to make it happen. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So why do you do what you do and why do you love it? Yeah. I love what I do because I get to help people maximize the skills that they already have. I get that I allow them to be able to do what they've always been great at in a way that is fulfilling for them and also allows them to live the the life that they want. So I really believe that every single person has something unique to offer the world. And if I can help them identify what that is and turn it into a business that allows them to then have this ripple effect and help other people and also create the life that they want that's happy and fulfilling and successful for them, then I'm happy. That's amazing. 
I love that you said that you help people maximize on their skills and you are helping them really providing them with clarity, right? And providing them with the compass and the direction that they need to take those skills and really find what they're best at, find what they're succeeding at. And, you know, drive is our topic and it's really important to have that kind of internal drive and internal motivation when you're either starting your business or in your current career, no matter what you do. So to start off, I think it'd probably good for us to like take a step back and define what drive really is. So what would you say drive means to you? Mm, that's a really good question. I think what drive means to me is having the will and desire to choose something and to make something happen regardless of any external factors. Right. And I think, I mean, I have a couple friends who can sometimes struggle with those external factors, you know, that you just said, to the point of like, maybe not allowing them to achieve the goals that they want to. So have you either experienced or have you seen any clients experience any obstacles that maybe like wouldn't have allowed people to accomplish their goals or allow people to like have that drive? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's part of the human experience. I don't think that we can be expected to be motivated every minute of every day. So motivation, I think, in some ways is synonymous to drive. And I don't think it's realistic to say that we're always going to be motivated every single day. And those external factors are, they're real, right? They, they happen and they're part of our experience. And because we're like very dynamic beings, they have an effect on us. And so I know, I mean, personally, I consider myself to be a pretty motivated person. And there's definitely still days where I don't have that drive. And so I think that the first step is to just acknowledge that it's real and it's not a quote unquote like bad thing. And I think the work is instead to really understand what the trends are and how you operate and in what container you do experience that motivation and in what circumstances you don't and be able to make choices that set yourself up for success while honoring the experience of like the ebb and flow. Yeah. So I love that you spoke about really understanding where that motivation comes from. So if you could give us example, like where does your motivation come from? Yeah. I mean, I think starting by asking yourself questions like, when am I most inspired? When do I feel the most alive? When do I feel the most me? Are just for anyone who's listening, a few great ways to start to unpack that for yourself and understand when you are the most motivated. Um, I think for me, it is when I'm surrounded by people that I have like a real authentic connection with, when I get to have conversations where um, like we're really like connected and we're listening and we're contributing. That is something that really, really fills me with motivation. And then there's smaller factors throughout the day. Like I know I'm most motivated between the hours of like 9am and 1pm. And so I really pour a lot of my energy into that time period in the day. And then I take away things that I know that are really going to require me to do something and and show up in a certain way. I take those away from the times of day when I know I'm like really not that motivated, Uh, like early, early in the morning, for example. So I think like on a global scale, like I really love to 
hear what people are up to and like understand like that spark and what they are sharing about and be able to have a really authentic, easeful conversation about that. And then all the way down to the nitty gritty details of like, you know, I am most motivated when I can focus on one task at a time and dive really deep into that thing versus doing a bunch of little things and kind of ping pong all around. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely resonate with that as well. And it's so true that you said I'm most motivated, you know, between the hours of 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. I don't know how many times where I have a meeting if I come in at 3 p.m. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to be really, like, involved or connected or mentally prepared for this meeting because I've spent yeah. so much of my energy on all this stuff during the day. Totally. So... Do you have any specific aha moments or do you like write down any of these moments that you have with your clients that really help to like keep that drive and keep that motivation? So I don't, I wouldn't say I write it down. I think it's like an ever evolving practice of just like no being really like kind of present and aware and conscious of like when things are really working, like when you're in flow and when things feel really effortless and you just feel like on fire, just like making a mental note of those things as they're happening and then iterating really quickly and integrating them into your schedule, your day, your workflow, your habits on whatever cadence you can. So I think it's less about keeping track and more of kind of like an ongoing process of like really putting yourself first so that you can like really fill up your cup, really understand how you operate, feel really strong and sturdy in who you are, and then be able to show up in a way that is best for you and really powerful for the people around you too. So yeah, it really kind of involves maybe taking a little bit of a step back in an introspection and just saying, you know, who am I? Who do I connect with? What are my goals? And what do I really need to succeed and mm -hmm. be good at this task and good at my job and to really feel fulfilled? Because you even said, spoke earlier about fulfillment and how important that was. And then you just said it is so important to put yourself first and to feel mm. strong. And I know personally that I've experienced a lot of obstacles coming at me and during the day, like when I work. Mm -hmm. So there'll be times where I'm working away and I'm like on a specific task and then I'll get a notification and it's just like, I need you on this meeting right now. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I was just feeling it. Like I was in the groove and then you would just have to like switch gears and the mental, like kind of not drain, but like the, the energy that it takes to shift so quickly and then to get mm -hmm. back into what you were doing is just so exhausting. So do you have a boundary that you set for yourself when things like that happen or have you advised clients in how to kind of like, if you're in a groove, just find it and just stick with it or what type of advice do you have? Yeah. So I work in a time block schedule. So rather than switching tasks often, I do like things together. So for example, the first half of the day on Mondays is admin. I do all of my small tasks that need to get done to move my business forward, to take care of my clients, to do all just like kind of the small miscellaneous things. I do them all at once the first half of the day on Monday. And then Monday afternoon is really reserved for CEO time. So big picture strategy, if I'm working on a specific project, um, if I do an interview, have a meeting, something like this. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are client days. I am 
deep in client work, taking client calls, reviewing client materials, responding to client messages. And then Friday is my creative and strategy day. So first half of the day is creative work. So whether that's social media content or a new um, handout or a worksheet for one of my courses or um, email, email sequences, anything that requires kind of like a little bit more creative juice. And then Friday afternoon, I either take off or it's high level CEO um, strategy time again. So I block large periods of time and group life like tasks together and I batch tasks. So for example, when I'm sitting down to do social media content, I do a month's worth of social media content at a time, get it all written, prepared, scheduled, automatically ready to go out. And so I go deep into that one thing versus doing one post every single day. And I find that this just really helps me like stay in that like one brain function versus doing one thing. And then like you were saying, turning one part of your brain off, turning another one on, switching gears and just doing that all day long. Yeah. And I, I really speak to the time box as well. And that's something that I definitely try and do. And I'm not the best at it like at all by any means. It's so interesting. Something that you said about like shifting brains, like really resonated with me because I heard in a book once that, if you like brag about, or if you say you're like really good at multitasking, it kind of just means you're not really good at focusing on one thing mm. at a time. <laughs> so yeah. I used to be really, really good at multitasking. It's like I can cook and text my brother and I can work on my stuff. And also I can FaceTime my fiance with my other phone. Like I can do all <laughs> these things at once, but it's like, if all these things have your attention, then you're not really able to focus on the thing that you need to focus on the most. And you're just like spreading yourself thin by yeah. like really distributing your energy in all these things at one time. And it yeah. is. And Everyone works a little bit differently. And I definitely find that like on any given day when I have like one to three things on my to-do list and I just focus on doing those one to three things that day, I'm actually so much more productive and make so much more progress than if I have like a laundry list of things to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And it almost feels like it's not as intimidating, right? Like if you have three things that are really crucial to your business, really important, and like really hone into your drive and your passion and your motivation, mm -hmm. then you're much more excited, much more willing, much more able to do those things. Whereas if you have a list of like 20 smaller tedious tasks, I guess for me anyways, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to start. Like, can I just skip work today? This is just a long laundry list. So that's for me where my drive is not as uh, good as it is on normal days or, you know, where I really just like feel like I don't have the motivation to do what I'm passionate about and like fulfill what I want to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to like highlight some of the stuff that you're doing with your business, because a lot of the stuff that you talked about, you're teaching your clients and I would love, love uh, for all you listeners to just check out Pia's website. Um, she has so many good things going on and I want to highlight all of your amazing free content that you have on Instagram. <laughs> like the amount of content that you have and the authenticity behind it just resonates with me so much. And I think all the listeners could truly, truly benefit from that. So I wanted to ask you, does your content and your like motivation and just your 
like drive and your like social media posts, just like everything about you and your business that you do on a day-to-day basis. Um, was that something that you've had from day one or is that something that kind of like evolved over time? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's personality is a little bit different. I've always been a pretty motivated person. Like I said, I am an upholder. If you know about the four tendencies. So I uphold, I do things really well. And I'm a type one on the Enneagram. So I'm the reformer. So I'm kind of always looking for like the next way to make something a little bit better. So you know, classic type A, like textbook type A person. And so I've always been a a pretty self-motivated person. And I think that there's a fine distinction between hustling and doing things for the sake of doing things versus having like true motivation. And so I think that especially over the last few years, my like idea and definition definition and like true source of motivation has like really shifted to the point where, you know, I really rely on my vision and my values. And like, that is a big motivator for me versus just doing things to cross them off the list. Right. That, that's something that I really speak to. And I can hear and feel all of that like passion, like in all of your posts on your social media, on your website, like it just comes across as truly and authentically you. So I really want to commend you on that. Thank you. Yeah. You really do a great job with your social media. Well, I do have one last question and I, I think you've already answered it, but I'd like to kind of ask it again in a certain way and then we'll get into your contact information and all that if people want to reach out to you. So I specifically have a friend and I've struggled with this. I probably have multiple friends who have gone through this, but it feels like, you know, as far as motivation and as far as goals go, like either all set a goal or I know somebody who's set a goal and they don't necessarily know if that's the right goal for them or if mm. they did even achieve it in the first place. So it's really hard to be motivated and to just jump right in when Mm. there's some uncertainty to begin with. Like, Mm. is this goal right for me? Is this mission right for me? Is this career even right for me? Like, Mm. let's skip over the day-to-day tasks and just say big picture. Is Mm -hmm. this path that I'm supposed to be taking? And how much time am I putting into this if I don't even know if it's right? So what advice would you give to people who perhaps have a little bit of uncertainty on their path and not even sure if they're picking the right goals. Yeah. So I think that you mentioned uh, a couple things in there that I want to like just distinguish from each other. So one thing you said was that they don't even know if they can achieve their goal. I mean, by definition, we don't know if we can achieve our goals. And so I think that there's always some work to do to just let go of that. Like if you're certain that you can do something, it's not really a right? It's a to-do. It's something that you're just confident that you can check off your list. So goals are, by definition and by nature, uncertain. And there's just so much possibility that exists because of that. And so I always like to encourage people to just like lean into that. Like you don't know if you're going to be able to do it and that's okay. And that's what makes it challenging and invigorating and exciting. And it's also the thing that's going to propel you further. Like if you only did the things that you were certain you could do, you're not going to get that far, right? I think those big leaps and bounds in terms of growth really come when you are willing to go outside of what you already know to be true and possible and really push yourself to just like 
see what could be like what is the possibility that's out there so I think there's that first piece and then I think there's a second piece that you mentioned which is around like is this the right goal for me like do I even want this like is this the thing that I should be focusing on and I think a really important thing about goals is that it has to feel like a yes for you your goals have to be a yes a full yes otherwise that motivation that drive is is just going to be non-existent if you have a goal based on someone else's expectations or a should or someone else or comparison someone else is influencing your goal you're you're not going to be motivated to put in the work to make it happen most likely or maybe you will but for the wrong reasons or you will and then it'll fade and then it'll catch up to you so what I always like to encourage people is to drop into their physical body sense your body sensations and you'll be able to tell if it's a yes or a no think about the last time that you were like really a no for something like you feel it in your body right maybe your chest gets tight or your stomach knots or you're like like your whole body is just like "Eh, no don't want to do that and so I always encourage people to after you've written your goals read them out loud and then just see how it lands in your physical body does it feel like a full yes in your body and if it does great and if it doesn't continue to just tweak it and or completely delete it, rewrite it, whatever needs to happen so that it feels like a full yes. Love that you brought that up specifically because I attended one of your seminars for your launch program. And there was a slide specifically where you had us say yes and say no out Mm -hmm. loud and see how it feels. Would you mind doing that quick exercise for us? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. So the way to do it is um, just kind of like get still wherever you are if you're sitting or if you're walking just go ahead and stop and just like kind of plant yourself um if you're sitting just go ahead and place like both of your feet on the ground and then the first thing we're gonna do is i like to close my eyes when i do this because it just like removes all the other distractions and just allows me to like fully be in my body what we're gonna do is on the count of three and listeners you'll do it with us is we're gonna say no out loud and loudly, and then just see, pause, and just sense what happens in your physical body. So we'll go one, two, three, no. What happened in your body? I personally felt some tension at the top of my shoulders. And I think my stomach, I don't know if it like dropped a little bit or what was going on with it, but (laughs) it did a little something that like didn't really feel that great. And then when I said no, I felt not necessarily insecure, but I felt like not really like happy or confident. Like it seemed like it had kind of like this negative connotation to it almost. Mm -hmm. Just like, like it, yeah, it just like, it was, it was great to say it out loud and to experience like what that felt like. Yeah, totally. I noticed that when I say no, I get like this, it's almost like deflating, like literally like a balloon where you've like unpinched it and it's like deflating like in my core and my shoulders always like round in towards my center line and then get closer to my hips. Like I almost like bend over a little bit. Um, those are like experience, those are sensations that I experience in as like a no in my body. So now let's do yes. So same thing. Go ahead and get regrounded for a second. And you'll just plant your feet. You can close your eyes if you want to. And then on the count of three, we're going to say yes. One, two, three. Yes. 
what did that feel like for you? I could feel the air kind of leaving my, my chest in a good way. And I could feel like I could regulate my breath and be more steady and present and conscious. Mm. And my whole body just felt a little more relaxed and comfortable. And I couldn't help but smile when I said yes. (laughs) It just felt really good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I notice that when I say yes, I like lean back a little bit. Like my, my body just like opens Mm -hmm. and then the back of my neck lengthens, like the crown of my head almost like pulls up towards the ceiling a little bit and the back of my neck feels a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much for taking us through that exercise. Yeah, of course. I just, the first time that I attended your webinar for that, I just remember going through that exercise and you had people from all over the world on there. It Mm -hmm. was so, so great to have just all these amazing like women in the same room and, and listening and trying to form the same goals and they're for the same. Yeah. Yeah. I really love what you're doing. Thank you. I'm so glad that you were there and um, it's really cool how this stuff kind of comes back around. It really is. So tell me last, what is something you are looking forward to the most for Curate Well Company? I am looking forward at Curate Well Co to growing my team. I have a few team members now, which is just super exciting and continuing to invest in them and have them invest in the company and really be able to co-create what we're doing with other people is bringing me a ton of joy. And um, I'm just really excited for for our team to continue growing and to get stronger. That's great. That's a huge step in your business. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. That's so exciting. Well, for those who are still with us, thank you so much for listening. Again, Pia is awesome. She's one of the most authentic business coaches and life coaches that I've met. I mean, time and time again, her Instagram posts and her follow through and her communication is just so timely and effective. And you can tell she's being her true and total self. So you should check her out. So Pia, how can people contact you or find information about your business? Yeah, the best way to uh, get into my sphere, into this community is to find me on Instagram. My handle is curatewellco, C-U-R-A-T-E-W-E-L-L-C-O, all one word, all lowercase. And um, from there, you I do a ton of free content, trainings, everything that you've mentioned. So it's a really good way just to kind of get a feel for what we're all about and what we're up for, what we're up to and what we stand for. And then from there, you can shoot us an email and we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Do you have any, any closing uh, remarks or any closing thoughts? I think if there's anything that I want listeners to take away from this, it's that you have a choice and the work is to learn how to set yourself up to make the choices that you want to make. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an awesome conversation. Thank you. I am just always impressed by your words of wisdom. And even whenever you talk, you just emanate this confidence. So I just really appreciate you being here. And thanks again for everything. This is season two, episode two on Drive with Pia. And that's a wrap. Take care. Thanks, everybody.